Hey everybody, what's going on? Happy Monday, happy Martin Luther King Day, and welcome to the Roto Grinders. Grinders Live, I'm Eric Crane, joined by Kyle Murray, and Kyle, this slate's nuts, man. We got a bazillion games, we got guys getting ruled out left and right, you know, we are before the show and he said, I'm trying to switch my stuff after this after this news, and I looked at you and I said, what the hell are you talking about? So I've got my app up right now. Jimmy Butler is out. Rudy Gay's out. Paul Millsap. Jamal Murray. Um, I mean, are we just going to do body parts? That's how we do on Grinders Live, right? Derek Favors, Jalil Okafor, Austin Rivers, and even Zion Williamson was also ruled out. And Kyle, anytime we've got this many games on the slate, and anytime we have this many injury situations, a lot of the time we see ownership kind of condensed because everybody knows who the good plays are and the good plays are going to be obvious tonight. So let's kind of discuss those good plays because I'm just going to go ahead and refresh the situation room. And by the way, if you guys are in the chat, go ahead and holler. I'm in the uh, Discord Grinders live chat. Let's see. Hi there. I just posted it. But uh, yeah, Kyle, like with all this news, who are some of the locks on this slate? Because we're just gonna we're getting into it, man. We're gonna get into some other stuff later, but we're just getting into it already with Jimmy out, with all the Pelicans front court guys out. Who are some of the locks on this slate? Yeah, so I mean, I think the the Heat situation is a little bit more complicated. You know a lot of guys can get in get in these minutes on the wing for for Miami, but the Pelicans, man, Jackson Hayes appears to be. It's close to a lot because you can really come. He's super cheap. He's really effective when he's on the floor uh, around one fantasy point per minute. And, you know, that's without considering, you know, who he's actually playing with. So um, I, I saw the minutes. We were talking about minutes in the Discord a little bit about where he's going to land. Um, I have projected for 29 right now. So that might be a little bit bullish. But I think he's going to be probably the lock of the day, obviously, for the top value play. Really good matchup against Memphis. Uh, should be a pretty fast-paced game. The Pelicans are actually faster in pace when you take favors off the floor. So removing him and his uh, slug self, that, that'll speed up the game a little bit. So Hayes could get going in that that uh, that degree. But for me, on the Heat side, there's a lot of guys in the wings, like I mentioned, that can fill in for Butler. Hero, Nunn, Dragic, Duncan Robinson, Derek Jones Jr. Those are five guys that can all take some minutes here. For me, the biggest bump actually goes to Goran Dragic. I think he sees a really nice increase in, you know, in fantasy point per minute as well as usage. And the real only issue with Dragic all year has been the minutes. He's been coming off the bench, which has been nice. But the only problem is when you're coming off the bench, sometimes those minutes don't follow. And that's been the only issue. And now with Bolter out, I, I can I can probably see Dragic getting a few extra minutes here, which is huge for him. Not the best matchup, but it's definitely not the worst matchup against Sacramento. So I like Dragic a lot. I think Duncan Robinson's a strong value play on FanDuel where he's 3,900. Um, and then Tyler Hero, the same thing. I would actually, I think I'm actually going to be completely different compared to the field and my thought on these, these Heat guys. I would actually probably rank Kendrick Nunn third. Duncan Robinson's fourth just because he doesn't really pack a lot of upside. He's just kind of like a last, pay, uh, last piece kind of thing here but for number one for me is Dragic number two hero number three is Derek Jones Jr. number four none and then five is Robinson if I'm ranking these five so I think none's going to be probably one of the most popular ones I haven't checked the uh, updated ownership yet since we went live and all this news happened I've been trying to you know do a lot of crazy things on the back and trying to update all of my stuff but um, I think that's how I would rank those heat yeah it's really interesting when you look at the Miami side because people always say well I don't want to load up too much from one team on a million game slate, but I kind of think it's okay with Miami today. I pulled up the court IQ for Miami's usage without Jimmy Butler, and you can see just scrolling down right here. Um, Bam Adebayo, he gets a pretty decent point per minute boost. There are going to be more rebounds available. Kendrick Nunn, he gets a small point per minute boost. Hero and Dragic, though, these are the two I want to highlight. You mentioned both these guys because not only is the point per minute plus .05 for Tyler Hero, plus .07 for Goran Dragic, but look at the usage here. Over 3% bump for both these guys without Jimmy Butler in. So to me, these are kind of the first two guys that I'm really plugging in as far as replacing Jimmy Butler, and it sounds like you're on the same side. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think Dragic is just way, way too cheap on FanDuel. So on this show, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically for FanDuel since yeah. uh, we're going to be leading up to essentially lock over there. And then after that, we'll have another show for drafting. So we're going to pretty much be talking about uh, FanDuel pricing and Dragic. FanDuel price is just way too low. 4600 over on FanDuel. I think he's a really strong play. And I wouldn't even be surprised to see some people levitate to Kendrick Nunn over Goran Dragic. So I, I like that leverage play, especially in tournaments right there. I think that's a really strong GPP play. 
Yeah, I really think it's going to be hard to go wrong with any of these guys. You can, I think you can play all three. If you want to throw a fourth guy in there, you mentioned Derek Jones. He's cheap enough to where he's fine. And even somebody like Bam Adebayo, because, you know, he's priced up 8.7K against the Kings. I don't mind the matchup. What do you think about Adebayo today? Yeah, I think he's in a really good spot here. He gets a nice boost with Butler. I should be able to get some more shots up. Uh, and Butler's a pretty good rebounder too, so those rebounds might might fall to uh, Bam Adebayo. So I like I like Bam a little bit as well here. Um, he is in a in a position where I like quite a few power forwards in the mid range, and then there, there's a guy even in the same game uh, and Marvin Marvin Bagley who's fifty one hundred. I think he's just way too cheap. I think he's a really strong play as well. Mm-hmm. The only issue that I have with Bam is the position that he's at. Tough to get to him. Considering there's a lot of really good plays at that position, but overall, I do think he's a pretty strong play, and that price isn't anything to you know run away from at eight seven. All right, before we jump into more on this slate, I got to mention that we got a new sharp side streak uh, promotion going on, and we're going to talk about our lock bets here in just a little bit. But for January, the goal is to reward users to get credit for the longest streak. The longer their streak becomes, the more money you're going to get. And you're going to get rewarded with some FanDuel money. So you might even be able to enter some of these big contests over there today. And there are some big ones over there. Make sure you check that out. But um, your user starts getting paid. Everybody starts getting paid when you get your streak above five straight lock bets. And it includes props that are minus 140 or left. You're going to get paid every lock bet they get beyond 5-2. The more you get, the more money you're going to get. And again, this is for free, guys. So make sure you check out the SharpSide app, download it, and uh, kick some butt. I love taking some of that free money. Also, I want to give props to these guys for rocking the Roto-Grinders badge. We appreciate you. We got JD Trey, not to be confused with KD Trey, unless that is his burner. We got Viper 26100, Yankee Man 2393, yeah, no, thirty-two ninety-three. We got. I can't believe I'm going to say this on air. Sweet sixty-nine gambler. Thanks. We got Sugar Shane oh seven and Bo Sox Pats fan one one two. You're not having a very good week, but at least we have the uh, Patriots to root for. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so want to thank those guys for rocking the Roto Grinders badge. So we're looking at FanDuel right now, and you see like. If I put, throw Dragic and Hero in this lineup, all right, we still got seventy two eighty six available left. So we're going to have some money to spend up. If you take a look at some of the top spins on this slate, of course we've got Giannis against the Bulls, phenomenal matchup. We got James Harden against OKC. I don't love the matchup, but again with Harden, I don't particularly care. Of course, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Son Whiteside. He doesn't seem expensive enough. If you're spending up on this slate, who are some of the guys that you're looking at? Yeah, I think, you know, I had to rattle my brain a little bit because going into it before all this news happened, I kind of liked the idea of going uh, a mid-tier kind of balance build, which I typically do have interest in doing that. But on this slate now with so much value, it's going to make a lot of sense to get guys in here. And for me, the one that makes the most sense, I think, is Giannis. I, I know the, the there's an issue with blowout in his minutes here, but, you know, when I'm thinking about James Harden, I'm worried about Russell Westbrook. When I'm thinking about LeBron James, I'm worried about Anthony Davis coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these centers, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, Rudy Gobert. Those are the next um, highest-priced guys on FanDuel. And there's another center that I like more than all three of those guys who's a little bit more expensive than Jackson Hayes at that position as well. So for me, the spend-up, it just makes a lot of sense to be honest. Uh, I think he's probably the clear-cut spend-up. I still don't hate if you want to go and maybe get three or four guys in the 8 to 9K range and maybe not spend up at all. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe, you know, go with guys like Westbrook and Lillard, pair those guys together or two expensive point guards, um, whatever you guys want to do. If, if you want to do that, that kind of build, I think that makes sense too. But if I am going with one guy, you know, over 11K, over 10K, I think it's going to be Giannis for me. You know, you mentioned Anthony Davis returning. I don't expect him to be popular. And you've mentioned already on the show that power forward is really strong. How do you feel about Anthony Davis as a contrarian tournament option? Because we know the ceiling with him through the roof. And if I remember right, he kind of tends to smash Boston. Yeah, I mean, Boston's been kind of weak against the against big men so far this year. Uh, and, you know, I do think it's a good spot for him. I'm slightly concerned. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe limit him a little bit. Uh, you know, he missed, I think it was five games. Don't think, you know, he should be limited with a butt bruise at all. But, um, you know, you never you never really know with Anthony Davis. He's consistently Have you read a hand. butt bruise? Uh, not that I want to disclose. That's kept you out of action, any kind of action that we can or cannot talk about? No, you're never keeping me out of action. No way. Even with the butt bruise. All right. That's good to know. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I am a little bit concerned about that. You know, Anthony Davis, he's the Lakers pretty much. They need him 
down the stretch of things, you know, they're going to be a playoff contending team. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them take it easy on him in, in this game back. And like I mentioned, power forward is a really good position. So uh, I'm not sure if I love Anthony Davis, and I would definitely prefer Giannis, but I can never fault anybody for playing a low on Anthony Davis in a tournament. Damian Lillard is going to be really popular, obviously, with no C.J. McCollum. The matchup against the Golden State Warriors is great. And at 8.8K, he just sort of seems like he's in a price tier where I'm not willing to fade him. I'm probably on all the lineups I build. I'm going to have one of these Miami guys, either Drogic or Kendrick Nunn, paired with Damian Lillard. Now, he's going to be really chalky. And, Kyle, I know you like to get as contrarian as possible. Are you willing to fade Lillard today? I think there's definitely ways you can fade him. I think there are a few, uh, quite a few point guards that are in really good spots. And I do think Damian Lillard is in an amazing spot. He'd be, you know, he's my cash game pick in the expert survey. So I do think he's in a really good spot, but there are definitely guys that you can pivot to. For example, Chris Paul is a guy who I like a lot today. 7,100 going against Houston. I know there's the narrative there, but also there's a narrative of Houston defense just really sucks. And, and Chris <laughs> Paul's been, and Chris Paul has been really good lately, playing a ton of minutes, really high usage. Um, Danilo Gallinari is returning, so that's going to maybe take a little bit, a couple shots away from him there. But overall, he's been really productive, and you know I really like Chris Paul here in this one. So that's a pivot that I could consider off Lillard, and then you can even go up to Russell Westbrook. Doesn't have the exact same narrative where it's it's a sucky defense. The Thunder do play pretty strong defense, but um, and it's pretty slow paced. But now he does have that narrative again going against his former team, and overall. The price, I think, at 9-5 is just too great for what he's doing. He's played 40 minutes the last two games that he's played. The guy's just going to be out there a ton. He's got triple-double upside. So there are two quick pivots right there. And then if you want to get a little bit fancy, John Morant, you're definitely paying up to be contrarian here. He's a little bit more expensive than you would probably like to pay for a guy like John Morant, who you know sometimes his minutes are a little bit limited. He's not going to get into the mid-30s all too much. But in a really strong matchup, um, 7,900, and a lot of you're going to like some of these guys in the Pelicans. You're probably going to like Jackson Hayes, probably going to like Brandon Ingram. So it makes sense to have an, a, a Grizzly with him. So um, John Morant makes a lot of sense. So overall, I think Lillard's a really great play, but there are ways to pivot around it. And there are even ways to get contrarian while playing Damian Lillard, maybe playing a couple Warriors with him. Uh, that makes a lot of sense as well. So there's a lot of things you can do to still be contrarian at the point guard position, wh- whether you play Damian Lillard or not. And with the Warriors, you mentioned um, you can play a couple of those guys. And one of the reasons you can do that is because Mr. Glenn Robinson, he's currently questionable. And if he were to miss, all of a sudden, I don't hate really any of these wings. I think Alex Burks is fine. I think Damian Lee, who just got paid, I think he's really interesting. Every day I want to play Damian Lee. It's like this really weird thing that I like to do. But I like him. I like Alex Burks. I think there are a number of ways you can go running it back with somebody like Damian Lillard that's not going to be popular, which, again – we always like to do. Um, you mentioned Jackson. I'm just going to plug him in this line. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm not messing around. Where are you at, Jackson Hayes? This projection, by the way, here, I'm, I love you guys. I'm bumping that up. I'm bumping it up to 28 minutes because that's what Mr. Kyle says. And let's be honest, Mr. Kyle knows what the hell he's talking about. So, again, plenty of salary here to go around. If you play in Drogic, Hero, and Hayes, it's pretty easy, honestly, to get whoever you want. You've been talking a lot during the show about how strong the power forward position is here. And if I'm just looking at the point per dollar of these top guys, I mean, holy crap, Marvin Bagley, Jeremy Grant, Larry Nance, all projected over 6.3x. Then you look down here, Aaron Gordon, Kevin Love, the elites in Norland. So all these guys are projected over 5x. So, you know, you kind of mentioned before, there is an issue with playing Anthony Davis because you're not going to be able to play two of these phenomenal values at the power forward position. Do you have a preference? I know you said you like Marvin Bagley. I love Aaron Gordon today. Guys like Aaron Gordon against the Charlotte Hornets are the one spot that I love to target more than anybody else. And the fact that he's going to be less than 20% really gets me excited. And at 5'5", that ain't very much to pay for a 40-burger. So Aaron Gordon's going to be somebody that's in a lot of my lineups. Who are some of the other power forwards you're looking at? Yeah, so Bagley and Grant are the two that I have a lot of interest in. You know, they they give you salary relief, and a guy like Marvin Bagley should just not be five one. Uh, got back in the starting lineup, did get banged up a little bit in the, the end of the last game, but off the injury report, so he should be fine. And as long as he's starting again, I don't see any reason why he doesn't get you know uh, any less than thirty minutes. So um, I, I liked him. A, uh, I think he's a really strong play at forty one percent. I'm definitely willing to eat that chalk. I think he's an exceptional play. Um, other guys 
that I like a lot are Draymond Green, 5'7 over there. I think that's way too cheap. Uh, another warrior is Eric Pascal, who I think he might be the one to, to benefit the majority of these minutes if Glenn Robinson does miss. You know, uh, Earlier we saw an interview with Steve Kerr talking about how Pascal has really impressed him because he's able to play the three and the four. So you know, being able to play the three is huge when Glenn Robinson is out. Um, Pascal could slide right in there. So I think he could be a pretty solid value play as well. But I think my favorite tournament option, or at least one of them, is Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, uh, this, yeah. this is kind of setting up to be a spot where maybe the Grizzlies are going to have to run a little bit more, and that could uh, contribute to Jaron Jackson maybe getting some more minutes at the five. Obviously, foul trouble can always kill you with Jaron Jackson, but if it doesn't, I think he's in a really strong spot. And uh, I don't want to you know, you know, give, him, give anything away, but he's going to be one of my sharp side picks. So I like him a pretty good amount. Um, and he's we have met 2% right now in lineup HQ for FanDuel projected ownership. So I like him a pretty good amount. Yeah, and you know, this Memphis-New Orleans game, obviously – Great as far as pace goes. Another game that I think is really good for pace and is I actually kind of love the over in this game is Denver and Minnesota. We know that Denver, they're not going to be have Jamal Murray there, which means that we're going to have a little bit more of a condensed rotation. With Minnesota, we have seen it all season now when Carl Anthony Towns is in. They play at a much faster pace, and they are terrible defensively. And I think a lot of people are going to overlook this Denver side. Meanwhile, for me, a guy like Will Barton, um, you know, even if I don't even want to mess with Monty Morris, I don't know about all that. If I didn't have Jackson Hayes here, I would love Nikola Jokic. But to me, a lot of these Denver pieces are interesting. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., nobody really wants to pay 5-3 for him. I think I might do it because no Millsap either. Their usage is going to be there, and I kind of like this Denver side. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, there's a pretty uh, a, a, a few solid value plays. I think Grant's probably my favorite value play. Um, Porter comes a little bit of risk. We saw it in that last game against Indiana where he only played 22 minutes. You know, it's all going to come down to if he gets the hot hand and if he's able to steal that closing rotation away from Jeremy Grant. So, you know, if you're MMEing, I would definitely set a role where uh, I'm not playing Porter and Grant together because these guys will definitely take minutes away from each other. But um, don't think I want to go back to a guy like Malik Beasley. You know, we saw the downside. Last game played 13 minutes against Indiana, but played nearly 40 in that overtime game against Golden State. So there's a lot of um, variance in what, what these guys are going to do minutes wise, and it's all down to performance based things. So if Monty Morris gets hot, he's probably going to get you know a few extra minutes over Malik Beasley. You know, if Porter gets hot, he's probably going to steal steal a few minutes away from um, Jeremy Grant, and that that same thing could be said about a few different guys. So. Um, it's definitely iffy, but they, these guys do have a lot of upside if they are able to you know, get, get hot and get going. So I think my favorites would be Monty Morris and Jeremy Grant. The only downside with Monty Morris is that point guard position, which is a really strong position as well, and it's tough to, tough to pay down there. I think there are a lot of good options at the top. See, I kind of want to load up on these Denver guys, and Will Barton, he's always one of my favorite guys to load up on. We know the minutes are going to be there, and we know, I think he's going to run some point today against Minnesota. And you look at this guy – the guy chucks, man. Like, the dude yeah. loves to get his shot off. See, the last two games, 37 shot attempts. Also, he's shooting plenty of three-pointers, four in the last game, 10 in the game before. There's a ton of upside with Barton. You see he's been putting up decent scores without any steals or blocks. So, to me, in a pace-up game, the fact that he's not going to be too popular, you look 5%. I mean, here, I'm just clicking the lock button on Mr. Barton. Again, I love the over in this game. If you want my sharp side lock of the day, that's going to be what it is, the over between Denver and and Minnesota. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these guys and there's, you're right. There is a ton of value on this slate. Cause there is, we could talk about Drogic and hero. We talk about Barton, Jackson Hayes. I mean, you can fit some stars in this, you know, on this slate, which I think makes it really, really interesting. Um, other games you're looking to target. Do you have any that really stand out for you? The Knicks and Cleveland, I know it's going to get some ownership, but God, I just don't want to have to watch that game and root for people. Um, <laughs> Orlando Charlotte sort of a write off game for me with you know a total of two hundred five two hundred six. Is there any other games that you're really targeting? Uh, yeah, I think the the main game or the main games I should say the main one is New Orleans and Memphis for me. The other one is uh, Golden State Portland. I think even outside of Lillard, there are a handful of good plays on both sides of the of this of this game here. Uh, and then I think one that might be a little bit sneakier is Oklahoma City, Houston. I mentioned Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, but there are other guys. You can play Dennis Schroeder, who's only five four on Fanduel. I think he's a solid play. You can play Gallinari at five nine at small forward, where you know it is a, a somewhat good position, but that he he kind of finds himself in the in the middle of these pricing, and he's going to go 
pretty overlooked. So I think he could be a strong play as well. Don't like him as much as these other guys that we've mentioned, but he is at least somewhat interesting. And then um, Sacramento, Miami now with uh, the news of Butler being out. I think this is a pretty strong game. I already liked some of these guys on the Sacramento side, and now it makes a lot of sense to pair some of these guys up. So um, those are probably the four main games that I'm targeting. So you mentioned some of these guys in Sacramento. Obviously, Marvin Bagley, one of the guys that you like. Do you like a guy like De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, um, Bielitsa? Any, which of these other guys are you focusing on? Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, I think, is a really a really strong pivot off of the Damian Lillard chalk. You know, he's 400 less on FanDuel. Uh, the price isn't great. You know, you, you're kind of used to getting De'Aaron Fox in the mid-sevens, maybe lower eights. He's 8-4 now, so um, a little bit higher on the end of pricing, but he's going to be super contrarian, I think. So, he makes a little bit of sense. And then Buddy Heald, you know, he's kind of been really terrible right lately, but he's going to be out there for like 35 minutes. And, you know, this game is going to be a game where we're rostering players. So obviously we want it to be high scoring. We're going to be playing a ton of heat. Um, so we, we want points to be put up. So Buddy Heald at 5-5 five, five makes a lot of sense for me just as a, as a place to save. And, you know, Buddy Heald, although he has sucked, he's a guy who can get going and score 30 or 40 any given night. We haven't really seen it much this year, but we've seen it before in the past. So it could happen. Um, so he has some upside here at this price tag. I just want to let people know that he is not actually projected to be 6,500% on DraftKings as the player card is showing right now. That's a misprint. Anybody you thought he's saying, boy, he's going to be highly owned. It's not going to be that high. So dude, I'm guessing it's 6.5% if I had to guess, but uh, yeah. Uh, let's just <laughs> talk about some basketball games like the Lakers at Celtics this is going to be a Lakers you know they're favored by two and a half with LeBron and Anthony Davis there are you surprised that the Lakers are favored at Boston uh, a little bit I think I, I haven't really checked the line after that but it was that before because I know before Kemba and Jalen Brown rolled in that was the line but I assumed maybe it was like that because of those guys being uh, either questionable or potentially out but yeah I was a little bit surprised by that at first yeah Guys, if you have any questions, go ahead and throw them up in the chat. We've been getting a few questions. Somebody wanted to know, do you have any concerns with Bagley as chalk with his apparent foot injury? And you kind of said that you have no concern just because at that price tag, you're willing to eat the chalk. Yeah, I mean, I think at, at that price tag, he could, he could play 24 minutes and crush that price tag. And I think he could do it easily. Um, so c- considering I'm projecting him for 30 minutes, I think he smokes that crush tag or that, that price tag pretty easily. So uh, yeah, I think at that I think 40% is high, but, you know, in NBA, that's just normal now. We just kind of got to get used to it. So at 5-1 for Marvin Bagley, it is somewhat of a tough matchup, but he's just way too good for this price tag. So I'm firing him up. Has NBA become frustrating for you with the guys being as high-owned as they are? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, for me, it's it's sort of becoming disheartening to see, hey, I fell in love with this guy. Oh, he's 85.5%. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, and I don't want to sit here and bash on the sites, but – like, has it become a little disheartening for you? Uh, at times, yeah. But also, I think a lot of times it, it happens because of injuries happening. So there are times where you just kind of have to take advantage of it. And in basketball, I've come to realize that sometimes you just have to play the chalk and be okay with it. While I've normally been a player in mostly football and, and baseball where I just don't really like playing chalk really much at all. So in NBA, I've kind of taught myself to be more okay with it. But yeah, sometimes when you're like, Early, especially early in the day when you got a guy who thinks he'd be like 10% owned, then some injuries happen, and then he's like 70. Sometimes when the guy's like 70, it's definitely disheartening, but you just kind of get used to it. The worst is when you were going to play the guy anyway. Yeah. Like, like you're sitting here, why couldn't they just wait <laughs> until 601 to announce so and so out? Damn you, Anthony Davis. Like, I, I understand. Anthony Davis, that's a, that's a really good uh, example because he's always the one doing it, isn't he? Yeah. Or Carl Anthony Towns for the last month. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're wanting in the chat, they're wanting me to talk about dupe lineup in NBA and cat and FanDuel cash. Guess what, guys? The nature of NBA DFS right now, it is really easy just to click the optimize button. And look, a lot of the projection systems out there, are they the same? No, but they're close enough to where you're going to get a lot of duplicated or similar lineups. It's just the nature of the beast, guys. It's, uh, and that ain't going away. I, I got bad news for you guys. Like, it's not like, you know, content sites are going to say, well, you know what? We're just going to get rid of the optimizers and we'll see what happens. That ain't happening. So you just got to accept it and learn to adapt. You know, when everybody's complaining about something, usually that means there's a uh, edge to be had if you're willing to be a little bit different. Cash games, not so sure it's worth it. But tournaments, I absolutely think it's worth it. Uh, we had a question right now. Whiteside and Morris or Ingram and Hayes for cash games? 
Um, yeah, so for we haven't talked about Whiteside yet. I like him a lot, but for cash games, I think you got to take Hayes and Ingram. I like Ingram a pretty good amount as well. I think all four of those guys are really, really good plays. I like Morris a lot, but I think for cash, uh, you take the the value, and I think the Hayes side of things is just a little bit more valuable. Um, you mentioned you liked Whiteside a lot, and he's somebody that look, we know the ceiling is just through the roof. He's projected as the highest scoring center on the slate, even more so than somebody like Carl Anthony Towns or Nikola Jokic. And with Portland being a little bit banged up here against the Warriors, the matchup is great. How do you feel about playing Whiteside over Jackson Hayes in tournaments? Because right now you're seeing what's on Whiteside projected ownership 40%. That's not going to be the case. With only one center position available on FanDuel, you're going to see a lot more people gravitate to Hayes unless people have Hassan Whiteside. So I don't think he'll be contrarian in tournaments, but I do think he'll be different enough to where you're not going to hate the ownership. So how do you feel about Whiteside in tournaments? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think Hayes is the best value play on the entire slate, but I do think there are other places where you you know get value. So essentially, at, at the end of the day, I don't really think you'll have too much issue fitting in whoever you wanted. So if you wanted to use Whiteside as a spend-up along with other guys, He's one of the guys that I kind of had in mind when I mentioned if you wanted to build a lineup with three or four uh, guys in the eight to nine K range, I think that lineup built will be pretty contrarian. I do think, um, you know, I do think Jackson Hayes will be popular. I think Giannis will be pretty popular and some of these other studs and these guys that are fall, kind of fall in the eight to nine K range will go overlooked a little bit. So yeah, I think Whiteside's a really good tournament play. Um, and you know, he makes, it makes a lot of sense to actually pair him with Lillard because while they might not directly correlate because, you know, sure, every time maybe Whiteside dunks, Lillard's getting an assist, they correlate in the sense that if this game's close, they're both going to do well by maximizing these minutes. And you know what? Even with the running an eight- to nine-man rotation, I don't even know if Moses Brown is up right now, but eight- or nine-man rotation, these guys are going to get the minutes either way. So, yeah, I like Whiteside a lot. Okay, so if you go with these four guys, like Dragic, Hero, even Barton, who's I put him in there because he's my sort of darling here. If I take him out... You can 100% go with two big-time stars. You could play Giannis and Harden if you want it. I can tell because I've been playing around with it on my phone, and you can do it. You can do that and still have – You can, hold on. I think you can get Lillard in still too, right? If I click it uh, – yeah, you can easily still get Lillard in. Like, I mean, you can spend up on three studs on this slate. We talked about Giannis earlier. Harden is somebody – I don't expect Harden to be overly popular. You're seeing him 22%. That seems low for James Harden. Anthony Davis is going to be low on. Like, like somebody like LeBron, he's priced at 11-4. I don't think you can play LeBron with Anthony Davis coming back because he's pr- priced for his production from when Anthony Davis was missing. Is LeBron kind of somebody you don't think you can play today? Honestly, I just don't really have a whole lot of interest in this game. You know, I, I think it's going to be a really good game for, you know, fantasy purposes. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if LeBron or Davis had a big game. But uh, I just think I would prefer to get to, to Giannis for 600 more or even, you know, find some guys in the lower tier. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't fault anybody for playing LeBron, but I don't think I get to. I don't really think I get to much of this game at all, really. Okay, so we had another question in the chat. Do we go Drogic and Wiggins or Hero and Rubio in cash? I'm just going to say, like, play Hero and Dragic and upgrade someplace else, right? Like, like Rubio is one of these guys who is fine. Um, You know, the match against the Spurs, it's a pace-up spot, and obviously the point per dollar for Ricky Rubio is one of the tops on the whole slate. But, man, I'm just not sure I can get there with Rubio today. Do you have a preference between Rubio and Booker? Because I don't like playing these guys together. I always feel like it's one or the other. Do you have a preference? Uh, I think I would prefer – um Booker because he's a he's a shooting guard so I have a little bit more of a of leniency with playing different shooting guards there I think uh, point guard I'm pretty locked in on four or five guys but shooting guard I think is a little bit more open so I, I think I would lean Booker but I, but Rubio is cheaper so that's kind of really the only debate but I would lean Booker mainly because of uh, lineup construction yeah and Booker's one of these guys that on this slate he doesn't pop in projections but we know that the upside is through the roof with him. Yeah, he's not even on the first page of projections. If you pull it up right here, you know, 4.7x, that's just not, you know, that's not a great number. But we know with Booker that even though the projections don't like him, he still has a lot of upside. Who are some of the other guys? You know, I'm looking here. Levine is always that option, but I really just don't play dudes against Milwaukee. That tends to drive me nuts. Donovan Mitchell, once again priced under 7K, 6.5K against Indiana. Like, he's going to be over 40%. 
I don't think I'm going to play Donovan Mitchell today. Maybe that's a mistake. Are you playing Mitchell or are you just kind of fading a 40% Donovan Mitchell? Uh, I think I'm finding myself paying down a little bit more. Um, so I don't know. I think this might be the spot where I don't play Mitchell, even though that price tag is a little bit ridiculous. But I think there's other other spots at guys for at different prices with a high upside. And then a guy who actually is a little bit more expensive that I like a lot is D'Angelo Russell. He makes a lot of sense from a, a lineup building standpoint, considering if you're going to be playing either Whiteside or Lillard, um, it makes a lot of sense to have it, you know, correlated with D'Angelo Russell. So in hopes that this game stays close, a lot of points and whatnot. So I think Russell's a guy that I like a lot. I actually do like Levine a little bit. I think he makes sense from a, a standpoint for playing Giannis. You know, you can get Levine in at eight seven. I don't think anybody will really have a whole lot of interest in him. And you know, at that case, at that you know ownership and and price. I think is a good tournament play and makes a lot of sense to pair him with Giannis. I'm sitting here building a few lineups and I just have, I have so much money left over. Are you finding the same thing where you're just like, no, I've got a million bucks left over and uh, there's nothing I can do. It's a really weird, it's a really weird slate just as far as lineup builds because you everybody's going to be relatively, relatively popular. I don't think we're going to see that guy over 50% though, which is good. We don't necessarily want to see that guy over 50%. Um, Yeah. Any interest in KCP? He's cheap and has been playing a lot of minutes. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not messing with KV, KCP, especially with Brownback. Yeah, I think there are other other spots you can go to. Uh, so I don't think he's really necessary at all. I think you can find guys at that position at that similar price range and doesn't have nearly as much risk as KCP. Yeah, it's like I don't play KCP, man. Like if it's like a two game slate on the West Coast, maybe I'll click the button at ten percent, but. I just yeah. never, and I know that he has been shooting the ball well. Congratulations, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I'm happy for you, but uh, no, I'm good. I'm good on the old KCP. I'm not going to be going there. All right, what's your favorite position to save money at? Is it power forward, or are you like in that 5K range, or you know the center position? Obviously, is a really good one. Like there are values at every single position. So, yes. what do you think is the best position to find the value? Uh, for me, it's power forward for sure. I think, you know, especially if you consider a guy like Bagley value, who I do consider him value, uh, I think it's at least one of the power forward spots and then probably one of the shooting guard spots. Um, so there's a guy like Tyler Hero at shooting guard, Damian Lee at shooting guard is 4,900. Um, you could go back to a guy like uh, J.J. Redicare who had uh, an okay game in that return uh, against the Clippers, played 30 minutes, though, so that's pretty exciting. And, you know, 30 minutes against Memphis is a pretty strong, you know, that's I think you'd like that. So I think those are the guys. And you could play even Duncan Robinson at shooting guard is 3,900. He could – I wouldn't be surprised if he played 36, 37 minutes here in this one. So um, one of the shooting guards probably, and then one of the power forwards is probably where I'm trying to find the value. If this is the Duncan Robinson, do you remember that a couple months ago where, like, Duncan Robinson nailed, like, 12 threes or just something stupid? And if you didn't have him, you were watching, like, all the Duncan Robinson teams and you were doing it with two middle fingers in your hand because it was driving you – freaking nuts like I don't, i'm never gonna get one of those guys right i'm just never gonna do it like i rely on projections a little bit too much to ever find the duncan robinsons of the world who are some of the guys that you think that are going to be lower on that could just like absolutely destroy their price tag because i'm sitting here looking at some of these guys we mentioned tyler hero i'm seeing him right now projected at 16 percent. i think that is going to go up exponentially before lock because look we especially on team preseason for you guys out there. We all love Tyler Hero, but at 4-4, he's going to see minutes in the 30s. I mean, you just I think you just play him in this spot. Lillard's going to be really chalky, but Kyle, you were talking earlier about, you know, maybe playing somebody like a Chris Paul, like a uh, De'Aaron Fox, a John Morant to differentiate a little bit. Who are some of the other guys that you think could just blow away the price tag? Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see some of the ownership on these guys because like I mentioned, point guard is – I think it's a pretty strong position. I think it's the strongest position of the day. Uh, and looking at the uh, ownership right now, I see Dragic is actually the fourth highest owned. I think he's one of the guys that could absolutely crush his price tag. I see Rubio at 22%. I think I would be inclined to fade Rubio here in this one, um, especially if he's going to come in at that kind of ownership. I think that could be a pretty strong fade in tournaments. Um, Anthony Simons is the guy who's projected 30% ownership right now on FanDuel. We saw him you know, be pretty low owned on FanDuel the other night when – when you know i think it was friday night um so maybe he if he's a 30 percent, i think he's a guy who could definitely crush his price tag but i don't necessarily love that he's going to be fairly chalky um alfred payton's guy that i am interested in no rj barrett this is another point guard unfortunately so i'm giving out a lot of point guards you guys will probably tell that a lot of my favorite plays are at point guard today which i never love on fandom because you only (laughs) play two of them 
But yeah. Alfred Payton, I think, is one of them. Um, let's see who else, who else grades out pretty well. Marcus Morris, I think, is a guy who I, I like a lot. I think he's a really strong play. Not another pretty popular play, unfortunately, but with no R.J. Barrett, he makes a lot of sense again. He could pick up a few extra shots. Um, Jeremy Grant, once again, I think he's a really strong value play. Um, let's see who else. And then Derek Jones Jr. I mentioned him earlier in the day, uh, right at the beginning of the show, but I think he's another guy who comes at a, at a position where maybe we're spending down at one of the small four positions while spending up at the other one. I do think I like this mid-tier at small four quite a bit, especially you mentioned Will Barton. I like him a lot. He's a much better play on on FanDuel where he's, I think, 6'6". With DraftKings, they hiked him up to almost nearly 8K, so he's a much better play over here. And the ownership isn't really there for him, so I like Will Barton a pretty good amount too. Will Barton's going for 40 tonight. I'm just letting you know. Like, Will yeah, Barton is going ham. He's going straight ham. Guys, if you got any QQs, go ahead and throw them up in the chat. I love the guy who says, QQ here. <laughs> That's it. He didn't say anything afterwards, so there's nothing I can do. I can't. QQ here. Right there. Yeah. Hey, we're here for any questions. Of course we are. Um, oh, here. Okay, it's a 3v3. All right. Chris Paul, Damian Lee, and Lori Markinen, or Dragic, Russell, and Clark. Um, I don't really love Clark tonight. Yeah, I, I like, or, or Markin. I don't love Markin either. Yeah, I think you could possibly go down to add power forward, maybe go to um to a guy Jeremy Grant and then upgrade elsewhere. I think I would prefer Dragic. I guess we'll take it as a 2v2 because I don't really love either of those power forwards. Yeah. I would take Dragic and Russell over Paul and Lee, but I would take Markin mm-hmm. over Clark. So take that as you will. Sorry, I couldn't give you a more defined answer, but I don't really love those options at power forward that you gave. Yeah. I mean, power forward is so strong. Like there are some positions where I just don't want to get cute. Look how good these plays are. And you just be in point per dollar standpoint, Bagley grant. I, I'm not messing with Nance. All right here. I'm going to make Nance. Like I know he's 60%, but I've never won money with Larry Nance. I don't think it's going to start up <laughs> on Luca King day. Uh, Aaron Gordon. I love guys like Aaron Gordon these rim-running guys against Charlotte. It's just such a phenomenal spot for Aaron Gordon. Kevin Love's going to see some ownership, and against the Knicks, I can't blame him. Bielitsa. I think I think Michael Porter is still interesting. And I think that seeing him at 2% sort of gets me excited. And the, one of the reasons he's going to be so low-owned is because everybody at that price range is going to go straight to Bielitsa or even pay up a little bit for Aaron – or I'm sorry, to Bagley or pay up a little bit for Aaron Gordon. So I know you like Bagley a lot. How do you feel about spending a couple hundred bucks more to play Michael Porter? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's all going to be about the risk that you want to take. Obviously, he's he has a ton of upside. We we've seen it. You know, we saw it in the in the uh the Golden State game, went to overtime and he got 29 minutes. So maybe if he gets around 25, 26 minutes, definitely a guy who can capitalize on those minutes, a really good permanent guy, but um you got to be aware that hey, he could play 20 minutes or or 21 minutes. So I don't hate it, and I think he's definitely going to be really contrarian. So I obviously like that a little bit, but um, I, I think you just got to be aware of the the risk that you're taking with Porter. So it comes with a low owned guy, though. So I don't I don't hate it, and I don't love it, but I think he's a, he's a good play. <laughs> Look at Kyle, by the way. We're sitting here having a discussion. He's answering questions in chat. <laughs> here I am, like I'm like, all right, we're going to talk, take some questions, and he's just answering them. He said, Gar- somebody asked Garland or Harden. Or Sexton and Westbrook. He just answered second. He said, give me Sexton and Westbrook. All right, fine. Uh, who's the guy you believe is the guy you absolutely have to spend up for tonight? I don't think that guy exists. You know, if, you know, okay, who's the one must-have if you're spending up? I mean, Giannis is great. Harden's good. I, I mean, white side, the problem is position scarcity. Is the, I don't see anybody where I'm just like, I have to have this guy if I'm spending up. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, I, I actually answered that question in cash or, or in, in chat earlier. About of course you did. Question. Look, at, you just do everything, man. Like it was, it was life of roto grinders. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it was a little bit earlier in the day, but someone asked if Giannis was, you know, if you could fade Giannis in cash, and I said, yeah, I think, especially on Fano, there's so many really good plays in this mid tier that I think you know have upside for 60, 50, 60 points, and it might be you know a little bit of recency bias because personally I've had a lot of success building lineups like that, you know, with guys in the eight to nine k range, and just kind of building it you know like that pretty much across the board, and then using value that way. But um, I, I don't think there is really that guy. I think there are a lot of really strong plays. Like I mentioned, if I had to pick a guy over ten k, it would be Giannis. Um, not really, you know rippling any waves right there with, with taking the highest uh highest priced guy but I, w- I think i would lean Giannis over harden just because of how much i like westbrook though see and i think i would play I, I understand westbrook's a great play and i don't need to play him together but 
I think I would play Harden just a little bit before Giannis because there are other small forwards that I like. I think that's that's, I think that's what it boils down to for me because a guy like Barton, I've already mentioned I like him quite a bit. I think you can look at guys like Derek Jones, who you talked about. We haven't even talked about Brandon Ingram, by the way. And I know that Drew Holiday is back, so maybe Ingram's not somebody I'm necessarily going to play. But at 9K, the price is up. The matchup was phenomenal. We have not discussed Brandon Ingram, which feels weird because this is the game that a lot of people are going to be looking toward. What about Ingram for you? Yeah, Ingram, I actually labeled as my my top play of the slate. Oh, wow. In, okay. the, in, in the expert survey. And that was before the holiday news, and I decided not to change it. I just thought he, he was priced too nicely, and I think he was the, the cash game play against Memphis. I love this game as as a whole. And he's part of the reason why I don't think there's a top guy. I think there are plenty of guys in this range. There's Lillard, there's Westbrook, there's Ingram, there's Whiteside. There's all these guys in the 8 to 9K range that I like a lot. And you can definitely play Ingram with Holiday being back. You know, Would I be surprised to see Holiday even limited a little bit? Not at all. He's been out for, what, two weeks, three weeks almost? Yeah. Like He's missed, I think, seven games. It feels like he's been gone forever. Yeah, so he's missed seven games. So you got to figure that's a like, span of, like, what, at least two weeks. So... I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back and maybe be a little bit limited. And Ingram is the guy there anyway. It doesn't matter. We even saw that before Holiday got hurt. He is the guy no matter what. And it's a really good matchup. So I think Ingram's a really good play. Yeah, and, you know, these other shooting guards, here's my biggest problem with, you know, saying, well, I'm going to play. This is why I like Harden, okay? Mitchell, I'm just not in love with. I think this game is going to be a slow under game. This Utah-Indiana game is just not a game I'm looking for. Duncan Robinson – I'm not going to do it. Gary Trent, I know he went off the other day. I'm not going to do it. Bullock, no. Heal, no. Wiggins, I hate with the passion of a thousand fires. You know, Dennis Schroeder, eh. I just, you know, I think other than D'Angelo Russell, there's really no shooting guard that I'm excited about. And when that's the case at a position, I just go and pay up, man. And so Harden to me is the guy that I'm going to play in tournaments. The fact that he's going to have half the ownership of Giannis as well, I really like that a lot. And, you know, the thing is with Harden, it's tough to go wrong with him. It really is. So, and you mentioned earlier, we don't necessarily like Anthony Davis or LeBron James today. You know, Lillard, I think he's not expensive enough to really be in that spend-up tier. So it's Harden for me. It's Giannis for you, though. I think it's it's really hard to go wrong with either of them. Yeah, you're, you're kind of talking me into it a little bit. The more you say, you know, talking about the position, it makes a lot of sense because we've talked about plenty of small forwards. Yeah. You know, we didn't even talk about Carmelo. I think Carmelo is a really good tournament play. Oh, I tried him the other night. He drove me up the damn wall. Yeah, and, and Mel's going to do that. You need him to get hot scoring. You know, he will add a few rebounds here and there, but it makes sense. You know, especially if you don't have Lillard in the lineup, someone's going to score a ton of points for this team. They're going to have to. They're, they're playing the Warriors. They're not going to – it's an NBA basketball game. They're not going to go out and get shut out. So – uh, Mello makes a lot of sense as a pivot off Lillard. I know it's not necessarily a direct pivot, but uh, a little bit of a leverage play if you play Mello there. And you can even play Mello and Lillard together. Don't necessarily love that. I prefer Mello as a leverage play. But you know, we've seen games where Lillard only scores 15 or 16 points. If that's one of them, I'm going to assume Mello's going to probably have a pretty solid game in this cake of a matchup. So I like Mello a little bit too. Yeah, I think the Mello call is interesting. I, I still am hurt from the last game. Like, I mean, you hurt my feelings, Carmelo. That's basically what happened. You know, you mentioned somebody's going to be scoring while Lillard's not out there. What about Mario Azoni? He's going to see some ownership. I have – I've got to be the only guy like this. I have actually had a little bit of luck in my career playing Mario Azonia, which is a weird thing to say out loud. But at 3.5K, how do you feel about a chalk Mario Azonia? Yeah, you know those uh, late season Knicks days when he was playing just 40 minutes a night because they didn't have anybody else. They were just playing a G League team, and yep. I, I remember those nights pretty well. Yeah, I think Azoni is interesting. I don't love if it, I don't love it that he's going to be somewhat popular. I would prefer him to have no ownership, uh, but you know, 16% on Fanduel it definitely is anything bad, especially considering you know we are in the modern day of NBA DFS where we see guys at 60, 70%. So 16 isn't too bad. I uh, don't hate it, but. I think we've kind of talked about a lot of guys in the mid-range that I would just prefer to play, and uh, I don't know if I get to it too much, but you know, Morris, there's there's him, there's Jones, there's uh, Ingram, there's Barton, there's Mello. I think there's just a lot of good guys in this range here, and then you've got Giannis as well. So uh, so I don't think I get to Hazonia too much. Ooh, I just built the lineup I like. I, I, here, I've got, I've got Derek Jones, 
Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic. I think this. I think this might be the lineup. I'm, I'm single entry crane on uh, FanDuel tonight, so I'm just going <laughs> to click change, save changes. There might just lock that win, which is good because lineups like in 15 minutes. So get those questions in. We're going to be on for about another oh, five or 10 minutes or so. So uh, yeah, make sure you ask those questions, and we are here to answer them. Dragic or Alfred Payton? Do you have a preference? Uh, I would prefer Dragic, but I think. If you want to be a little bit more contrarian, say you have a chalky lineup, I think Alfred Payton's a really good tournament play with no R.J. Barrett could pick up a you know a few extra uh, minutes as well as usage. So I think Alfred Payton would be a good tournament play, but prefer Dragic. All right, rank these three: Healed, Schroeder, and Wiggins for cash. Here, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do this. Don't play any of them in cash. Redo your lineup. How's that? I think the only one that I would probably feel comfortable in cash with is Schroeder because he's pretty underpriced on Fandle. But, you know, there's guys like Lee and Hero who are under them that I would prefer. So um, for cash purposes, I prefer those guys. So I, I kind of agree with you. All right. Triple J or love for tournaments? Uh, Triple J. So I actually didn't mention it yet, but Triple J is my sharp side lock of the day. His over-under on rebounds, I think, is four and a half right now. So I'm going to take the over on that one. Uh, I think he... Gets more minutes at center, potentially. And Jackson Hayes is a good rebounder, but he's a little bit sporadic, and he's a guy who likes to run the floor. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Triple J, you know, kind of eat up some rebounds here. All right, we got Jones and Whiteside or Hayes and Ingram. Jones and Whiteside, Hayes and Ingram. Um, I'm going to take Hayes and Ingram. All right, that's fine. That was for my own lineup, so that works. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Everybody like this. Assume that the questions come in the chat. I'm completely selfish with this. I'm completely. I'm just like, no, that's what I'm going to do. It. Um, that's yeah. Uh, oh, Jackson, Kyle, time. You're right, Melissa. Nice to see you here. Tatum or Aldridge? Or I'm going with neither. But uh, which one are you going with? Yeah, I think I'm going to go neither as well. I I think if I'm up here in this range, I'm going. I'm looking for Bam or or a little bit uh, cheaper in Jaron Jackson. But you know, these guys are going to be low owned. If I had to pick between those two, I would take Aldridge. All right, let's see. Other questions that we've got. Dragic, Sexton, or Morant in tournaments? That's over on Yahoo. Uh, Dragic. Any love for Gallinari? We talked about that earlier in the show. I never play Gallo. Kyle, you kind of like him today, though. Yeah, I think he's somewhat interesting. Um, I don't. I think there are better options than him. You know, I prefer Will Barton. I prefer Marcus Morris. But I do think he's somewhat interesting. It's a, he's in a game that I really like a lot that I think people are somewhat overlooking. And then especially some of these plays like Gallinari and Schroeder and Chris Paul, I think these guys are going overlooked. So I think he's okay. But I think there are some other good options there too. We have another Hayes-Whiteside question. Harden and Hayes or Whiteside and Mitchell? I'm going Harden and Hayes. Yeah, I'm going to take Harden and Hayes as well. Yeah, and look, I'm – I don't know. It's weird because if if Jackson Hayes isn't going to be chalky, and let's refresh the old Roto Grinders lineup HQ because I want to see what his ownership is because this matters. Like if Jackson Hayes is going to be eighty percent owned, like eh, I don't know about that. Let's click the point per dollar. See, okay, we're up to twenty two percent. White side at forty two. So you're really got, not going to be contrarian either way. I would imagine though that Harden's ownership is still around twenty five percent. Oh, let's find it. He's, point per dollar, he's down here a little bit. Yeah, 23%. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Uh, chalkiest guy you're willing to fade, who is it? Um, I think it oh, – I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I think – I guess on FanDuel specifically, I think I'm just going to go with Rubio. He makes some sense. He's 22% ownership right now at, at point guard. And, you know, I think you can do a lot of different things at point guard. Um, if you, even if you wanted to fade Damian Lillard, I mentioned, you know, we we're talking about him a little bit. Earlier. I think you can do that. I would prefer to fade Rubio. I, I like Damian Lillard more as a play, but Rubio at 22%, I'll go with him. All right. Whiteside, DraftKings too cheap. He can always get in foul trouble. Yeah. I, no, you're not flipping a coin when it's Whiteside or Hayes. Let's not go crazy, guys. Come on. Listen, uh, Whiteside can always get in foul trouble. Hayes can always drop a dud. Flip a coin. No, no, no. Don't flip a coin between the two of them unless you're adding other guys. Fully understand. All right, Kai, we're about to get out of here. Give me kind of a quick overview of the slate, man. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, so I think there are a lot of really strong value plays in the mid tier, as well as you know, obviously, you know, the cheap guys. But I think there are a lot of guys in this, you know, eight to nine k range that are going overlooked. So me personally, if I don't, maybe I don't have a lineup with Giannis or Harden in there. I think it makes a lot of sense to get a little bit contrarian, maybe have three or four of these guys in this range. And I think all like guys like Lillard, Ingram, Chris Paul, Westbrook. These are guys that have legitimate 50 to 60 point upside. So, um, you know, maybe we get a night where Harden and Giannis, neither of them really go off. And then the, the winning lineup is a, is a lineup with four, maybe even five with all the value that you can get 
uh, guys in that kind of seven to nine K range. So I like that as a, as a good tournament option. And then the point guard position on FanDuel is really strong. Don't be afraid to get a little bit different there. Uh, I think Lola's a really strong play, but I think there are a lot of really good plays at this position that you can go to if you want to be a little bit of contrarian. Yeah. And, um, I, era, I <laughs> a buddy just sent me a message, and I'm just going to say it out loud because there's 10 minutes for lock, and people aren't going to update it yet. He says, "I love that Joe Val going against Jackson Hayes never came up." Interesting, interesting. It's a little crazy. Any Joe Val interest for you? Uh, I think you know I, a little bit, but I am a little bit concerned. I think they might use Jaron Jackson at the five a little bit because Joe Val is a little bit of a clunkier guy. So maybe they uh, Jackson Hayes runs the floor a lot. So maybe Jackson or Jaron Jackson gets a little bit more minutes at the five, and the minutes on Joe Val aren't you know they're a little bit up and down. So don't hate it, but I think Jackson Hayes is a better play, and I, I prefer White set over Joe Val. But Joe Val definitely in the top five of centers. All right, we're going to jump off here, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, check out SharpSide. we got the promo going on right now where if you get five or more uh, straight wins, you're going to be making some money. You're going to get some free money on FanDuel. And that free money, that don't come around all that often in the DFS world. So make sure you check out the SharpSide app. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. For Kyle, for the D-Train, D-train producing, I'm Eric. We'll catch you all later. Peace. Peace.